Welcome to a new episode of the Sunday Sauce. I have a very special guest here, Con- <clears throat> Councilwoman Vicky Paladino, who uh, is running r- ran for District 19 in Queens, Northeastern Queens, and she won. Um, I know Whitestone pretty well. I actually worked at Flushing Hospital. That was my first EMT job before I was FDNY EMT. Lovely neighborhood, hardworking people, and Vicky Paladino, perfect to win that. So Vicky, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I can be part of your of your sauce. That's yeah. great. Uh, listen, I've I've been waiting a long time to have you on the show. I know you're a very busy yeah. woman. Uh, a lot of things have been going on. Um, like I said, we you know we spoke a little before. What really caught my eye about you was uh, back when you were officially elected. They wanted you to come to city council chambers, but you wouldn't go because of the whole stupid mask mandate. And I thought it was pretty funny, right? So what was the whole deal with that? Well, what happened was, uh, yeah, I won the race. I ran mm-hmm. on mandates. I ran on education. I ran on um, a ma- quality of life, NYPD, uh, you know, get back our cops, uh, all you, the, the regular stuff. But I was highlighting the thing about the mandates because at that time, at the later part of the race is when they crashed us with the teachers not being able to go back to work. Uh, that happened in, in the very beginning of September. Deadlines were being given out. Uh, if they didn't comply, they were going to have a year where they could go without pay, uh, hold their insurance, and then they had up to a year to get the um, the injection, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that upset a lot of people, and it should, because they waited until the very last, like literally, school was going to start shortly after Labor Day, mm-hmm. and they sprung this on, and they started to hear murmurs about that in late August. And I was at the height, you know, you're coming off the summer, the election is November, but I've been fuming about this uh, since 20, end of 2020, uh, and all through 2021. But the worst part about it when they did this was that they actually told these people they could not seek employment elsewhere. So, yeah. I didn't even know that actually. That's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. They, have, they were they were going to take they were allowed to take a leave, or forced to resign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you took the leave, uh, you were not allowed to seek employment. Well, that just blew up. That was unheard of. Who? Well, how do you come? How does the government have the right to tell you? Uh, a, you must get a a, a vaccine in order to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B, if you choose not to work and take their leave of absence, you are not allowed to uh, to seek employment. That's taking bread off your table. Correct. That's overreach, don't you think? I I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, no. like, that's bizarre. So mm-hmm. I hosted uh, several town halls mm-hmm. uh, in my campaign office, uh, blew out the doors, had 100, 150 people here, very concerned. I didn't do it once, I did it twice. Uh, and then it became a very big deal. Yes. So uh, when it came to city council, uh, they requested, you remember, show me your papers. You had to show them your proof of vaccine. Right, right, right. Which so is I gone mean, now. It's, it magically disappeared. Now, right? now magically that disappeared. Yeah. But yeah. back in the day, in right, January, right. we had our first dated meeting, mm. uh, end of January. Mm. Um, I'm not showing anybody my papers. And that's how the whole thing started. I, I, I And then... I got my religious exemption about 10 days later uh, from City Hall because I belong on the floor. 
I mm-hmm. belong on the chamber's floor just like everybody else. I'm an elected official. It just blew up and then it calmed down. Uh, and then in February, sadly, uh, police officers were getting notices, as was our, uh, our uh, teachers, our firefighters, uh, that they were going to be let go if they didn't get, they had three to five days within receipt of that email that they got. So on the average, it was about 150 uh, civil servants were being let go uh, every few days. And then it blew up to this. We hosted a press conference slash rally last week that I'm very proud of. And it was a huge success. Mm -hmm. So that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty interesting (laughs) that... um... The mayor, you know, Mayor Adams, I had actually good, good high hopes for this man. Like he was pro police. Uh, right. I work, I work, for the, I, I used to work FDY EMS. Now I'm a different, I'm in a different agency now, but um, I had high hopes for him. Pro police. He was, he was a cop for almost 30 years. Uh, he spoke very, very high game. And then when he pulled this whole we're not going to hire back these city workers who we let go, but we're going to let Kyrie Irving play basketball. I'm a, I'm that, that's where he lost me. I, I'm done with him after that. That, I'm was, done. that was that was the icing on the cake mm-hmm. uh, for me uh, when they when Bravest for Choice came to me, Teachers for Choice. You know they approached me, uh, and I had a very big. I have a very big following. So uh, Vicky, we need your help, and I am the only only elected official who put a voice to this publicly. Correct. What I did as a candidate and a, as a private citizen is just Vicky Palladino. Mm-hmm. But now Vicky Palladino won her seat. I am an elected official. I am a city council member and um, it's wrong. And they asked me for help and I wasn't turning away these people. You know, when I say <clears throat> they want their jobs back, make no mistake, Mike, what they want back is their careers. I'm not talking about people who are on the job just a few years, five years. I'm talking about 20 year veterans, Mm -hmm. 18 year veterans. They're two years short of their getting their 20 years in. Um, And they donate. They got up every day. They went to work in the height of the pandemic. They who the hell put out the fires, Mike? In 2020, (laughs) who showed up for work every day? The cops getting buckets of water. Everybody forgets about 2020 and the riots. Oh, and what happened to this yeah, city? I know, but I these know. are the people who showed up every day, Mike. Well, well, first of all, when it comes to the riots in 2020, the liberals they don't care about NYPD. Bad guy, they're bad. They're the worst. They're they want they they want the NYPD fired. They don't care about them. But right. but, but so they're not even in the conversation when it comes to hiring the NYPD back because they're bad people. We hate the NYPD because they protected the city during riots, God forbid, because that's their job, right? You that's know, their job, that's right. That's their job. But in hindsight, you know, we're not going to get into this whole other conversation. De Blasio, the Bozo, like I called him, should have had the National Guard there instead of the NYPD. Then we wouldn't have this problem. But, you know. None of this, all of this could have been shut down in Correct. one month. Correct. In one month. When Correct. they threw that bucket of water on that cop's head mm-hmm. that day, if you remember that day. I remember, yes. Okay. That started the whole thing of disrespect. Mm -hmm. Right there that opened the floodgates, pardon the pun, Mm -hmm. but that did open the floodgates to people Mm -hmm. besides, you know, knowing the uh, there's the bail reform, there's the turnstile justice system, there's all of that. 
and people were just able to get away with whatever they got away with. But to come back to our, our civil servants and uh, them showing up every day for work and doing what they needed to do. And here we are uh, two years later, uh, the winter of 2022, and uh, mandates are lifted for some, but not for all. And uh, they're being fired. Uh, they're, be, they're being asked to resign. Mm. Um, and if they don't meet what the mayor wants them to do, that's why I pleaded with Adams. Listen, when I got up to the mic at that press conference, I praised the mayor because what I said to him was that you inherited this debacle, this disaster, and you could actually make it right by reinstating the 1,640 now it's probably close to 1,500 because so many are getting let go daily, uh, depending upon when they got that email and uh, what they need to do. So I said to Adams on the mic, look, you could come out a hero today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, next week. Just reinstate these, these civil servants. And there's so many still that are facing the lawsuits because they had gotten their uh, religious exemption or they did not get their religious exemption. They were waiting to hear on it. So there's still thousands out there. Make no mistake. I'm, I'm saying 1,500, 1,460, 1,500. Right, 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 right. But in reality, it's somewhere around 5,000 or more. Mm-hmm. You know, a crime is spiking uh, every which way you turn. And there's no good old-fashioned cops on the job to do what they need to do. These are seasoned cops and firemen and um, EMS workers. These are people who are teaching the new people who come in. They look up to these seasoned uh, servants and, you know, this is wrong. Another thing too, these are the everyday people. I call them the everyday people, the forgotten men and women, because they grew up wanting to be this in their careers. Mm. They didn't grow up saying, I want to be a scientist. They didn't grow up saying they wanted to be this or that. They wanted to be policemen, firemen, teachers. That takes special, special uh, inside you. You're a special person. You want to, you want to serve the community. You just like, don't decide one day you want to be a fireman. You No, it doesn't happen that way. It seems it's it's just, you know, getting to know that. And I know a lot of firemen, from when they were little and mm. now they're big right. and they've since retired or they've retired in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. not due to the mandates or anything like that. It's just that time was up. Right, right. But they were, spe- I mean, who walks into a burning building? While people are oh. running out. <laughs> yeah, people are running out, they're running in, okay? Right. Who's tackling people on the street? Who's taking guns off the street? Who's going after drug dealers? Our cops, our fa- these are heroes. Right. No, well, well, they're heroes to me and you because we're normal people who respect law and order. But Mm -hmm. to our leftist friends, they're not Mm -hmm. heroes. They need to be defunded. They need they need this. They need that. This this bail reform is the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. It's Mm -hmm. a joke. The list that they let people out for child crimes against children. Uh, you shoot someone, you're out before your soup gets uh, cold. I don't understand. What is this? <laughs> one police, one police officer told me that he had he had not yet even finished paperwork on somebody that did, uh, you know, a a, a felony, yeah. and the the felon he was out already. Of course, he was out. He was done. He was He's out done. already. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, now, how do you imagine these people getting laid off from work? They're getting kicked in the teeth, kicked in the gut by everybody. And now the final cherry on top of the cake is that because you won't get a vaccine for reasons of your own personal choice or maybe belief in it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, religious belief, or you are actually allergic and you could get your medical exemption and they're getting turned down. It's a lottery. One of the guys who spoke, uh, fireman who spoke on, on Tuesday of last week, he said he, he has a twin brother who mm-hmm. was in one of the 300 people that were there, mm-hmm. identical twin. And they both put in the same exact paperwork. They it mirrored each other. The mm-hmm. paperwork. Mm-hmm. They filled it out exactly the same. The guy in the audience, his twin brother, his papers were accepted. His religious exemption was accepted. And his brother's the guy brother. at the mic, his his was not. I mean, that is ridiculous. Well, so, uh, yeah, it's well. I was going to say, so these firemen that were dying in in response to that, you you know. You, uh, mm-hmm. The FDNY is saying it was a medical episode, but we all know it was probably advert, uh, you know, reaction. Well, it's funny reaction. you should say that because yeah. somebody, um, you know, most of the press spoke to me before I got to the podium. Mm-hmm. I did all the interviews before. And then at the end, uh, somebody called out a question. And the question was about the hundred or so uh, firefighters that died from mysterious causes. Mm-hmm. And he says, what are you going to do about that? And I looked at him. I says, that's not my job. No. I, I cannot help that. It's not your you know, job. It's, not, just, it's not my job. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. That's, that's a personal choice that the family has to take, mm-hmm. uh, whether they want an autopsy done or anything like that. And for all the, just to go to show you, for all the good you do, there's one person there who just tried to nail me to a cross because I couldn't say anything about other than the reality that I'm not a doctor. That's a personal choice that they, you know, I can't uh, say how they died. You, what do I know? You, you can't please everybody. I mean, uh, no. what, what, what I do you don't even do? try. I, I don't there's, even there's nothing you could do. I mean, listen, you know, there's only what, five Republicans in city council and the rest are all Democrats, right? So you already know you can't please everybody. You work with, with all Democrats, which must be ridiculously hard. So they, yeah, well, they, we, we, we try to get along and there try. are those, there are those that I do get along with and that's fine. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, there's some common sense on two sides on, mm-hmm. on their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that, uh, a lot of them feel threatened that, uh, if they talk or are seen with a Republican in pictures, you know, I know somebody in particular that's been asked more than once, you speak to Paladino? Oh. Oh my God, what's she like? Wait, am and I gonna be put on some list if I have you on my podcast true. now? So I would have been on like the no-fly list or something like that. That's exactly, it. Oh you know, and, and, and the answer oh. the answer was she's really quite nice. You should try mm. to talk to her. You might have a lot in common. I know I do mm. with her. So, you know, give her a chance, but Whatever it is, it is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I give everybody the time of day, a nice smile and I'm on committees, you know, and the committees, of course, are uh, back and forth, yeah, right. uh, you know, and I do my best and mm-hmm. that's it. However it goes, it goes. But I know I'm here to serve the people. That's my job. That's why I got elected. And that's why I told Maya Adams, please, you know, Speaker Adams, Adrian, she came out with a very bold statement about 
reinstating these people who are out of work, as did our borough president here in Queens, Donovan Richards. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. Me, Vicky, the Republican, Adrian Adams, the speaker. And, you know, I'm waiting for my other uh, five city council, uh, the other four that I sit with in the chambers there uh, to come out as strong as I have uh, to reinstate these forgotten men and women. Well, I think I, I know for sure Joe Borelli is definitely and, and Ian and Vernikoff because I talked to them both personally and I know they're definitely both um, with you. I mean, I don't know if they were being as strong but um, like in like publicly, but they're definitely uh, on your. Well, we're going to try to we're going to try to do something about that. So yeah. I haven't you know. talked to the other um, two people. So you're the only three that I have actually talked to so far. Um, but now you're so you live in Whitestone. You lived in Whitestone your whole life, right? Pretty yes, much. Yes, oh, um, sixty. I'll be. I'm sixty-seven years old. I've lived in Whitestone my whole life by All the right. Whitestone Bridge. So. Do you, so I live in Bay Ridge, Whitestone Bay Ridge, little, little similar neighborhoods, you know, right. collar, a lot of cops, Simon, yep. Sanitation. How's the crime there? Well, we're seeing a big spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of break-ins, uh, which sadly, Whitestone has always been known for break-ins. It's just the brazen, it's gotten more brazen. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, we're nestled between two bridges, the Whitestone and the Throgs Neck, mm-hmm. District 19. And uh, it's a very it's called it's very accessible to major highways, be it the Cross Island, the Whitestone Expressway, the LIE. Mm-hmm. You could be on the Whitestone Bridge in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's something else. But now we just had last week we had a shooting at Cardozo High School. We had a severe harassment uh, at a junior high school, middle school here, walking mm-hmm. distance from my office. And we had a shootout in a quiet street in Bayside because somebody was looking for a parking spot. This stuff doesn't go on here. No, that so never happened. One, one week, we had three incidences. Right. So um, involving guns. Mm-hmm. So this, this is taking a step or two up. Right. So, yes, there is uh, there are things going on. And then there's the usual quality of life stuff, mm-hmm. which we, we've been tackling since 2020 and a little bit before that. So, yeah. So I was I was a EMT, my first EMT job at Fletcher Hospital from 2013 till about 2017. And I can attest to you, I have never been to a shooting in Bayside because that was my area and like Whitestone area ever oh. when I worked there. So I like literally maybe a stabbing. Because you know, yeah, yeah, occasional yeah, stabbings here and there, right. but that I've never problem. been in any shootings no. there in four years of me working there. I never really heard about any like you know gun stuff there. I mean, no, that was bad. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, that happened uh, not this past Sunday night, the Sunday night prior. Mm. It was more like Saturday night. They were coming out of wherever they were coming out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a house that somebody rented as an Airbnb, and they threw a party in it. And uh, people were coming from all over. And sadly, one kid was looking for a parking spot. And I have the video. They opened fire on the street. 22 shells were picked up on a a quiet street bayside. It was just, I woke up to that news on Sunday morning, two weeks ago. So that was, that was, that was the start of the week. That was, that's how that one particular week got started. Not good. Not good. 
So the the residents must be very happy you're the council because you do, you know every, you must know everybody there, right? I think everybody's very happy. Yes, right. I get. I I I. I well, what took so long? What what what? Why why, why didn't you? Why did you wait sixty some odd years to get into politics? I mean, oh God, my. tell me what happened, Vicky. Well, what happened? Yeah. I was always an activist. I right. mean, I right. look. I married forty seven years. Mm-hmm raised two kids, ran two businesses, mm-hmm. um, always active, always, always, always active in my community. Uh, I was always the person people push, you go talk, you go talk. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, whether it was the PTA, whether it was community boards, whatever it involved. So I stayed active that way. Uh, and then I don't know whether you ever saw that infamous video of me going with de Blasio and Whitestone. That was you. Oh, yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who the hell expected that? Because that was literally I was coming home from getting my nails done. We (laughs) we were driving down Francis Lewis Boulevard. And uh, my husband said, look, Vic, there's the mayor. And uh, I said, pull the car over. Yeah. And he said, what, you crazy? I'm not putting my said, Pull the car over. I love it. And he was just running for his second term. Mm-hmm, I remember. And that started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And because I've watched him from 2013 on, I was very political mm-hmm. all my life. Very you, political. That video was all over the place. That video. I saw it. Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, everywhere. It was, it was like, it world. was like Queen's lady yells at mayor. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to know what got the worst for me was when they I said, you could call me anything you want. But mm-hmm. when they referred to me as elderly and anybody who knows me. Uh, Knows I'm anything but elderly. Yeah, use any other word. Elderly was funny. That that's was funny. funny. But yeah. uh, that's what it. So and, and it just took off from there like a firecracker. It just blew up. And wow. people asked me to run for office. I started a very, very, very popular. What's now a very popular club, political club here in Whitestone, and people come from all over the boroughs. I have as many as. A, a bad crowd for me is 150 people. A great crowd is 300 or more. Wow. So, yeah. And even during COVID, I hosted, um, I asked my husband, I said, what do you think? Can we have some meetings in the backyard? So he says, yeah, just tell people, bring their lawn chairs. So I had my first, I had from June 2020, because mm-hmm. I had had it by then. Mm-hmm. June, Late June 2020, right through to November, I was having meetings in my backyard up to 250 to 275 people a month. That's how badly they wanted out of their house. And they were able, if they wanted the social distance, they did. If they wanted to wear a mask, they could. Hand sanitizer was there, whatever they wanted, whatever made people happy. I had Joanne Paratrice was a speaker there many times. I had great speakers. And then we brought it back indoors and I just hosted uh, last month, Lee Zeldin and Andrew Giuliani and the house was packed, maybe 350 people. We meet uh, once a month. It's always the second Wednesday of every month Mm. and the crowds just keep on coming. I'm hosting Scott Lebedo. I I actually interviewed Scott Lebedo already. What's he like to have? I mean, he approached me to speak to my club. (laughs) Scott, Scott is a interesting guy. That's that's all I'll tell you. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, oh. Very, very outspoken, very. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's very for the cause. But uh, from an artistic point of view, 
I get it. All right. Well, I know who he is and I've seen his work and I've seen some of the things he does. But I went to the Blue Angels, uh, Joe's Angels uh, Banquet. I was Uh, there. I was there. I was there. I was there too. I was with Joe Pinion and Andrew Giuliani. We were sitting at the table. Oh, you're kidding. I was I was across the dance yeah. floor from you. I was sitting oh. with uh, 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 Darren. I was sitting with uh, several people. Now their names, of course, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe Pinion is a friend of uh, a friend of mine and uh, a friend of my producer. I want him to talk in my club. Um, well, I mean, I could, you know, I could try to pull a few strings. For I have his You're an Italian. Number. I could try to, you know. Oh, I would love it. it. For you. I could try I to hook it up. Yeah, he, um, having... I'm sorry. Good. No, no, it's okay. No, yeah, I can. Uh, we could try to work something out for you, Joe. You know, he's very busy though because he's trying to beat Chuck Schumer. So, you know, it's very important. Right now. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Andrew's been to my club two or three times. Mm-hmm. Lee's been there the once, and I mean the turnover. Northeast, Northeast Queens, which is my end of Queens. Uh, has really pulled a lot of people over the finish line. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd like to, you know, I like to give uh, the people the voice, uh, the voices and let them make their own choice. Right. I stay out of everything. I don't endorse until if there's a primary, till after a primary. And if there's no primary and I feel very strongly, I come out right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I take my time. This is a very delicate balance. We've got to win back the state. Absolutely. And uh, we need and we need our Congress. They redrew our lines. It's like Swiss cheese over here. You can't make heads or tails. Everything goes this way and that way. Uh, and that was for state and that was for Congress. Mm-hmm. Now we're waiting to see how they're going to draw the city council lines. We should know within the I, next I, I saw that, uh, listen, this Max Rose, this guy is just ridiculous. He tried to get the whole, Park Slope has nothing to do with Staten Island. We know you want more liberal votes. It's not happening, bro. Get over right. it. Just get over it. Just That's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I, I saw the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's I mean, what they did to Nicole and her lines. I know, I know. It was a shame. Yeah. This is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we won one battle, mm-hmm. you know, when, they, when the judge came down last week. It, about, it makes no sense. It makes no it sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And Staten Island has something to do with each other. You can't reach in the park slope. It's not even in the same galaxy. Exactly. And, you know, our guy here who's running for uh, congressional seat three, George Santos, mm-hmm. this guy's been working his tail off since mm-hmm. he lost to Tom Swazi in 2020. And he lost to Tom Swazi when 20,000, 20,000, 20,000 mail-in ballots came in. Mm-hmm. But Anthony was neck and neck. Now this guy, I call him Anthony because I know him, but George is his middle name. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he was running, he hasn't stopped running since he lost in 2020. Mm-hmm. This guy was, you know, his district goes from Suffolk County yeah. and zigzags through Nassau. And then we here are the last stop on the train, the wow. Whitestone area. Okay. Wow. So it's a pretty direct, but it's the largest congressional district, or it was the largest congressional district uh, in, out of all the uh, congressional districts. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did was they redrew the lines. AOC is now our congresswoman. They took George's lines and they ran him from Suffolk County to Mamarinek. Mamarinek. That's an hour away. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes Come sense. on. And AOC, no the, the most useless person in Congress. 
I think oh, she put, well, I think she put like 65 bills through and they all didn't even make it to the first step. <laughs> no, and, and, and the fact that she's got part of our area. Yeah. I don't know because you said you work this way when you were EMS. Yeah. We have an area called La Havre, yeah, yeah. which is all. OK, yeah, I know. you know that part of that part of La Havre is AOC mm-hmm. and the other part is George's. It makes no difference. It makes no sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. People are pulling their hair out. They don't know who's their state senator, who their candidate is for state senate. They don't know who their congressional candidate is because they don't know where they sit in the lines. They have no idea. I actually talked to uh, Mike Rakebrandt last week. He's running for District 2 in Long Island. Uh, con- okay. And he was trying to explain it to me because I don't really know anything about Long Island politics because I don't really interview with Long Island politicians, only really New York City. So he was saying, yeah, how messed up it is. And um, this guy, Andrew Garbarino, is like... Garbarino's the yeah, worst. That's what he's saying. He's like, this guy is just like, you know... He is the worst. He's, he's literally a liberal and Republican disguise. That's exactly oh my. what he is. Yeah, yeah, he was, that's what he's running against. And he said, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very dire race. And like, it's either bad. him or his the other guy who's running um, against uh, Garbarino. He begins with a C. I forgot his name. Cornicelli. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a personal friend of mine. So anybody who's watching this, <laughs> you you want to cast a vote? You cast a vote for this guy, uh, Rob uh, Conicelli. Mm-hmm, Conicelli. Um, there you go. Right. A, a, a friend of mine now for the last four mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. This is a patriot. This is a a, a former marine. Right, uh, right. That's what. So Mike Rakebrandt also was uh, a Navy Purple Heart, but he he said that. Listen, if Everlust, he talked about him very nicely. He goes, he's a, also a serviceman. And uh, Mike Rakebrandt's also a NYPD detective. And he had nothing nice nice things to say about the other guy. He's like, if he wins or I win, we're both in good shape. As long as it's not Garbarino, I don't care. That's literally what he said. So he got they, very nice things to say about him. I mm-hmm. think Zeldin was endorsed by Barbarino. Or, uh-huh. Bar- or Zeldin endorsed Barbarino. Mm-hmm. Rumor mm-hmm. has it. Yeah. Don't 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 count on what I'm saying, but I, I that's a little bird in my ear told me that. I was so, actually having a conversation with um do you know who Jackie Toberoff is? She ran for uh of course. yeah, all right. So she's yes, she's another Jackie good friend Bird. of mine. We I had yeah. her on the show again uh a couple weeks ago. We were talking about how Lee Zeldin, I don't really see him in Manhattan a lot or like the inner boroughs. He's always in Queens and he's always in like Long Island, but I see Giuliani more everywhere. everywhere else and i was like that's that's a real problem for lee zeldin he really needs to start being more you know mobile you know well lee you know lee's got his name because he's been a congressman mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. respected by so many mm-hmm. uh he's he's a long island boy mm-hmm. and remember you know when you come into queen like right here where i'm sitting right now you drive 15 minutes and you're on the nassau county line right right that's it I, mm-hmm. i'm literally throw a rock and you could you're in and you're in long island uh, I think, uh, well, anybody who's running for governor, you need 33 and a third of New York City of the five boroughs. Right. And that's why upstate doesn't care much for us city folk, mm-hmm. because we determine who runs the state. Pretty much. And because <laughs> and because <laughs> we vote the way we vote or we mm-hmm. don't come out and vote at all. Exactly. Uh, their lives are in peril upstate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not fair. Right. Uh, to the people who live uh, over the over the Tappan Zee Bridge and further mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair. So uh, I hope that. Well, so far, it's been a very polite 
yeah. race between Andrew and, and Lee. And uh, Rob Astorino, let's not forget him. Uh, uh, I, I don't even hear about him, honestly. I, I know, but he's yeah. just, he's, you know, in a perfect world, it would be nice if you could have one for mayor, mm-hmm. excuse me, governor, one for governor, one for controller, and one mm-hmm. for AG. That yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I just know Andrew, you know, personally, he's a nice guy. I never met Lee Zeldin, so I don't have anything to say about him. I just know that right. I never see him in the boroughs. I always see Andrew mm-hmm. and Astorino. I don't even know. I haven't even heard his name. Astorino really, Astorino did great things <clears throat> up in Rockland County. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's a sweetheart of a guy mm-hmm. uh, to know him as a person. Yeah. Uh, he is a little firecracker. Uh, and he really saved property taxes up there. He's done a lot of very, very good stuff up there. I way. love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. He, but he's. But is he fit to be governor? No. I think it comes down to Andrew. Is he fit to be governor? Yes. I should never say no. He would make a very good governor if given a chance. Mm-hmm. But I think with Zeldin and Andrew in the race, uh, I he, think he, he kind have, of I, falls off a little bit. Is what you're yes, saying? Yes, he because falls the big correct, names, big 100%. names, big correct. names. Right, right. If Zeldin and, and Giuliani. Or nobody's Astorino would probably have a better chance. I know what you're saying because Giuliani has the name and Lee Zeldin has been in Congress, so you know they they have they have the juice, right? They so, have so the that's, juice. That's, exactly. that's what it is, right? Exactly. I, I'm just like you say. It's it's something for uh, us, my club. I feel like uh, uh, one of the main reasons for my club has always been to educate people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that you cannot vote unless you're educated. Uh, you know, years ago was different, but now you really, especially when you're talking about a primary, primary is the most important vote you're going to cast because I was in a primary twice mm-hmm. and that determines who the candidate is going to be in November. Correct. So I, I tell everybody, please know your candidates, know them well, know what they stand for and vote the right way. And most important, get out to vote. And it's June 28th this year. Get out and vote in the primary because we need to take back the state. Um, And Long Island went totally red uh, this last election. Totally red. In Mm -hmm. 30 years, they haven't turned one seat and they did it this year in 2021. People are sick of it. it. But here's the bottom line. If we put up decent state Senate candidates Mm -hmm. and we're down 12 or 13, we could really take back some seats in the state Senate if they, we may not get all 12, but we could definitely build it so that in two years, because those is, those seats come up every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in two years, we run some more. And then before you know it, we could get back the majority, even if it's by one seat in the state Senate and disarm this executive power that the governor gives herself or himself when it was Cuomo. Uh, and then they dictate to us how we live through executive power mm-hmm. and, you know, declaring, which brings me to legislation that I'm going to be introducing to the city council. Oh, nice. nice. Yes. I'm introducing legislation that is going to be comprehensive anti-mandate initiatives. And uh, what it is, is to rein in executive power and state of emergency. For example, these people cannot come up and wake up one day and decide that they're king or queen without declaring what, deter- why did you do that? Right. Question. 
question. Right. Right. And I said that about Cuomo. I said, I put that out there back in 2020. Question your governor. Nobody questioned the government. Everybody just took a knee. So here I'm introducing to the city legend, uh, the city council. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in right now uh, and it's being tweaked and whatever. Uh, but here's how it goes. Executive power, justify it. Limited amount of time before it needs to be re-justified. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing a grassroots campaign for it as well as an outreach. Grassroots being reaching out to those organizations that it needs to get behind. Telling people to call every city council person that they know in their district and say vote yes on this bill. Because this way we could every three or four months, whatever the bill reads, we could bring it back to the council, mm -hmm. let them justify the state of emergency that they've managed to get away with for two years <laughs> and rein in, rein in executive power because it's, it can't be this way anymore. We no. cannot allow the government to rule over us without justification. It needs to be justified by the majority. And that's the bill I'm putting in. It sounds very reasonable to me. And it sounds uh, if you're a reasonable person, you should agree with that. I mean, uh, you, these people that still wear masks outside, it's just bad. You know what? You know what, Mike? Again, I don't care. I know you if don't they, care. But if I, they want to wear their masks, so be it. But don't let the government tell you you have to wear that's a what mask. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just okay. Because Dr. No. Fauci still says to people, you should still be wearing masks because COVID might come back. No, no, dude. Like, no. Just if people want to wear masks, let them wear the masks. Let me ask you something. I, we all know people who've gotten sick, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I lost a brother and a sister to cancer. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing you would say to them? Get a second opinion. Right. Get a third opinion. Of course. We got 350 million people living in this country, Mike. Mm -hmm. And we only went to one doctor? Yeah, of course. What, Dr. Are you Fauci, Lord, Lord Fauci. Lord Fauci. There's common sense in that, Mike. That's, that's, that's why I, I tell people this all the time. There's so many worse, much more worse diseases than COVID. What, what did they do when there was the AIDS pandemic? And, and, oh, and I, I, like, like, what did they do? They, he didn't say, oh, everyone wear a mask. Like, like, no, it wasn't like, uh, there's a, there was no vac, there's no vaccine for AIDS still. There's no, or HIV. Yeah. So, so like they didn't lock everyone up for two years. Like it's so, it's, it's just so ridiculous. Well, Jackie, you, you brought up Jackie. Jackie mm -hmm. is a very good source. Uh, I've never seen somebody fight as hard as she has mm -hmm. uh, for the kids. Oh, I've yeah. never oh, seen yeah. anybody fight as hard as she did to save Soho and Tribeca. I mean, those are all that's our downtown. I yeah, mean, yeah, come yeah. on. And I love the city. And, you know, my oldest son moved out at 24 and lived down there ever since. Mm -hmm. You cannot you cannot do this. And she was the candidate to win. So, uh, in my opinion, and I'm very sorry that she didn't, because yeah. uh, I hope she goes out for it again. But she is writing and she knows what the hell she's doing mm -hmm. and she knows what the hell she's talking about. I wish Jackie all the best. And I had her to my office here. We spoke many times mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, I'm here and she's there and I'm all about my district. So I don't really get into Manhattan much right. except to go for dinner and stuff like that. So back when we were campaigning, I would see her more often. Uh, but we have uh, very similar views on things, but I'm working on this legislation and I'm telling you, this is the way to go. Reign in executive power. I love Hold it. them responsible.
I love Hold it. Them the pep. I love so, it. I love it. So then you got to get to your city councilman. Who is it again? You know who it is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're I not going to speak his job. name. When I, I, was thought I, I thought I'd bust your chops. Come on, you know so you who it is. Je- you call Justin Brennan and you say you uh, vote for Vicky Palladino's bill and let me know what he says. I'm going to tell him we're, we're good friends now and then he'll 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 not like, well, he already doesn't like me because I interviewed Brian Fox and we had a big shit talking hour about him. So uh, he, he, yeah, he already does like me. <laughs> so, so it's cool. Well, I'm not going to lose what? sleep over it. Don't worry. Trust me. No, I, I, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, yeah, I just yeah. hope that everybody could get behind um, mm-hmm. at least a majority. Mm-hmm. I think I need, um, there's 51 people in city council. I think I need 26 or 27 to vote. Yes. Well, and I sensible think, Democrats that yeah. uh, can, you know, this is common sense knowledge. That's literally what exactly. it is. That's it's exactly. common sense. Common sense. Not, I'm not saying do away with executive power, and I'm no. not saying do away. Rain it in. Rain it in. Just rain it in at a certain amount of time. Bring it up. Mm-hmm. Let it be re-justified. It needs to be evaluated every couple. Let, every just, couple. Just like, months. just like a, just like a job, like a, like a job performance. It's yeah, there you go. Thing. Yeah, very like similar a job performance. Exactly, hundred percent. hundred percent. Come on. So anyway, so this was great. I loved being yeah. on. Yeah, Vicky, I really appreciate. You. I want you to come back after this bill. Maybe we could talk about because we have we have to talk about so much more stuff. We didn't have enough time. But um, tell us where we can find your social media and 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 everything. Well, my social media is on uh, Instagram. It's uh, Vicky. What is it, Vicky Palladino? I don't, I've, I got two Instagram. Oh, I didn't. Oh, very fancy. Vicky Palladino NYC is Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Facebook is uh, Vicky for NYC. All right. And uh, I have my personal. Uh, that's it. Just go All to right. the, we, we Don't worry about And it. Twitter. I'm on Twitter too. She's on Twitter. People for people. <laughs> Vicky NYC on Twitter. Vicky Palladino. I don't do Twitter, so only post. That's all I do. I, I don't, I don't do know Twitter much either. about. I'm it. not a Twitter guy. I'm only Instagram. So don't worry okay, so go on Instagram. It's a great. It's a good. It's a good site. Good. I follow you on Instagram. So okay, good. I, I'm, we're good. So all right, Vicky. Thank you for everything. Appreciate thank it. you, Mike. Loved thank being you. on. And uh, maybe one day I'll come to Bay Ridge and we'll go for dinner. Well, I'll take you to anywhere you want. That sounds good. You pick the restaurant, I'll be there.